for an, for an application, I guess, to live on a blockchain. Uh, historically, for us, that's been in decentralized finance, where we've spent most of our time, and most recently, it's kind of evolved into a thesis around uh, metaverse and what that means, and what the future of potentially blockchain gaming is, and and how that changes traditional models potentially for the better by, I guess, empowering the users a lot more in that model. Um, so that's where we are. Um, that has led me to <laughs> led me to be pretty involved in in things like NFTs recently, out of uh, out of necessity. I think anyone, even that's not in the crypto space, has has come to acknowledge what NFTs are in the last call it twelve months, given given the kind of level of activity and the level of coverage that they've received. Um, needless to say, that's quieted down a lot in the last three months. <laughs> But I think it doesn't really change the long-term vision. Um, happy to kick off on Yuga or answer any questions on Magnet Capital. Um, um, yeah, Ben, small world. But um, <clears throat> I, I, I lead corporate development and Kathy on gaming. And I think um, I think Philippe at Goldman Sachs reached out to you or Magnet recently yeah. on our on our yeah. cap raising. <laughs> um, he did. He did. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I, I I've should, got I, your pitch deck open on my desktop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, I should, I should touch base with you following following this call. Um, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Would love to. Um, but um, but yeah, very happy for this to be uh, very interactive and and kind of please hop in at any stage. I tend to ramble on at times, so uh, just jump in with any questions, any thoughts, any. Uh, any kind of different opinions and very happy to kind of talk through those. Um, I think the focus of this call is Yuga and what they've done. Um, so I might start with a bit of a background on, on Yuga and how they came about. Um, oh no, sorry. I'll actually start with NFTs and, and kind of what they, uh, what they propose. But essentially an NFT can be anything that represents a digital property on a blockchain. Uh, the most common digital property at the minute is in the form of, sorry for any background noise, by the way, um, is in the form of digital art or these kind of what's, what's commonly called PFPs or profile pictures. Um, and, and what it, how it's different, I guess, to a more traditional means or mechanism of, of sharing or, or providing ownership for a digital good, uh, digital good is that in the traditional model or what's commonly referred to as Web2, is that it's very hard to prove ownership and it's very easy to replicate uh, and, and I guess, falsify ownership when it comes to a digital property. Um, how that's historically been overcome is you've had centralised institutions or entities own, um, own a ledger, uh, which has full ownership rights and for any transfer of own or legitimate transfer of ownership, you'd have to go through that centralised entity in order to uh, transfer ownership. What blockchains enable you to do is it enables you to very quickly and very easily verify true ownership uh, in a way that can't be done, uh, can't necessarily or, or effectively be done in Web2. Um, so what that's meant is that for things like the Board Ape Yacht Club or CryptoPunks is when they're created with digital scarcity, um, it's, <laughs> you often get people saying that they can, the right click pasters, uh, who copy NFTs and copy, uh, your CryptoPunk or your Bored Ape and, and whatnot. But it's, it's <laughs> a very naive approach in that it doesn't, 
there's no way for those individuals other than to, to kind of put it on Twitter or, or post it wherever they want, but there's no way for them to prove, uh, there's no way for them to uh, transact that asset with any value because there's no representation of their ownership on the blockchain where the transfer would occur. Um, so that's become a very powerful concept in, in crypto assets and blockchain where digital ownership is something very, fi- very verifiable, very tangible, and only the true owner as verified on the public ledger can receive the benefits and uh, the benefits and permissions or the benefits of partaking in an NFT community or a digital community, uh, but also the benefits of sale of goods. Um, there's other issues that can can come to fruition down the track, such as if someone were to try and falsify ownership and create some type of IP off the back of it. Uh, there are legal ramifications given the IP rights that are associated and, again, verifiable on the blockchain. So whilst people can copy and paste NFTs and put them on Twitter and whatnot, you can also take a photo of the Mona Lisa and do the same thing. Uh, so it's a, it's a pretty flawed argument. But so that's where, that's where crypto assets and specifically NFTs have come into a lot of, I guess, um, a lot of interest to a lot of firms such as gaming and such as these, these culture plays. And that's where Yuga was born out of. Uh, Yuga was founded by two creators. Um, we now know their identities, but they're known in the crypto community as, uh, Gaga and Gordon um, and those two individuals essentially started with an idea and and their idea was basically how can you create a community, create a club, create a, a culture and a story that people buy into and people can get around and, and essentially uh, build a brand around. And so they were the original, uh, original originators of the idea of actually issuing IP with um, with the NFT and digital rights. And so what that meant is that all of a sudden, once they launched this board a Yacht Club community, uh, the owners were empowered to do whatever they wanted with their, uh, with their NFT. So unlike CryptoPunks, who up until Yuga Labs purchased CryptoPunks, the IP was owned by Lava Labs, who was the founder of CryptoPunks, uh, no one could do anything like... Uh, have you guys seen the recent um, Snoop Dogg and Eminem music video yes yeah 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 so so no one could uh no one could like replicate that type of effort no one could create a brand there are coffee companies that have bought a uh bought a yacht or bought a um nfts as their logo there are breweries there's a there's a in and out type burger joint called bored and hungry um by giving people property rights or IP rights, uh, it empowers people to create a brand and also per, um, permeate the, the brand of, of Board Ape Yacht Club or Yuga much broader than what Yuga could have done by themselves. Mm. So, and by having buy um, Yeah. Just to interrupt you, I think as well, like, um, one of the things that stood out for Yuga were they were one of, they were one of the first NFT collections to give each individual holder, like, IP rights as well um and 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 you know that was huge in developing that culture and stuff and so anyone can use their you know their board a for whatever reason and then when obviously they acquired um uh the punks they they granted property rights to all of them as well um ip rights sorry 
So I think, um, yeah, interesting yeah. point. Yeah, exactly. And so by empowering people to do so, you create uh, you create value. And so that's where Yuga Labs has really captured a lot of, uh, I guess, a lot of capital appreciation relative to a lot of other uh, NFT projects that preceded them. A lot of the ones that have come since have tried to replicate their model with limited success, but that's for other reasons. But when you empower your community to really uh, to take the to take those property rights and uh, and create something out of it, you you assent- you create a lot of value because those in the community they you you essentially by accessing one of these board apes you associate yourselves with the rest of the community and the brand that is board ape. So where I'm going with all of this is that uh, I'll skip forward to, to today, but. Essentially, if you own a board ape and you were to create a like create a brand that sat behind that board ape, such a it can be whatever it can be a food product, it can be a, a music studio like Timberland has done. Uh, but by doing so, you're associating yourself with this prestige prestigious brand, and almost instantaneously getting a getting a mass audience from from the get go. Um, so bored and hungry when they launched, and I forget where they launched, but they had uh, they had queues around the blocks as a as a first day open burger joint because people uh, people were interested in going and seeing what it was like because they associate prestige with the brand of uh, brand of board apes. And so what you essentially or what Yuga is trying to, I think their ultimate vision uh, of what they're trying to create is they're trying to create what a uh, what a Disney might look like should it be uh, should it I guess uh, be created and live on a blockchain, and what that means is that once you I can go on huge tangents here, but essentially like what Disney uh, what Disney was able to do is it was able to leverage the brand of Mickey Mouse and create an empire behind it. It was able to create Disneyland. It was able to create TV shows, movies, merchandise. Um, or, and the like, so many, many more things that I can't think of off the top of my head. But by uh, by giving power to the people of Yuga or, or within the border community to own these IP rights, uh, they're essentially giving the community keys to create a mega brand that could rival the likes of Disney or Nike. And by having one, you not only have kind of uh, it, it almost acts as your digital flex because you're in the same club as uh, what's ended up being some, some pretty big name celebrities in Jimmy Fallon, Steph Curry, Eminem, Snoop Dogg, Serena Williams. But you're you're buying the IP rights to associate any product you wish or anything you wish with that brand. And so that's where that's where I believe most value will come for the board apes. I think to date it's just been uh, it has been a lot of hype. It has been a lot of speculation. It has been a lot of FOMO. It has been driven by the likes of airdrops and whatnot. Um, but that's that's really where it started, and that's really where I see most of the value in in the board ape yacht club. And then I mean going beyond that, they've created since the mutant ape yacht club. Uh, the Board Ape Kennel Club, and now Other Side, uh, which is a massive multiplayer. I get this acronym wrong all the time. <laughs> Maybe Luke will be better, but massive multiplayer online uh, something game. <laughs> but um, 
we're essentially trying to create like a um, like a fortnight for the metaverse where you can interact with this uh, with this land. They haven't really they haven't released the lore, they haven't released the tale, they haven't released the the different interactions of what it will look like or what it could look like or could even be. Uh, but you'll be able to interact as your NFT in this land. Um, and owners of NFTs or the, the brands behind NFTs will have full kind of creator rights to interact with this, uh, with this world and, and again, kind of what it looks like or, or what you can do in there is yet to be, uh, yet to be determined. Um, so I might pause there and kind of see if there are any questions, any thoughts, um, and then I can look back on some, some cool Yuga specific stuff that came from that pitch deck. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've got to, you, oh, sorry. You go, Brad. Oh, oh, sorry. I was just going to ask a quick one. Did you guys, um, get in on, or, on the round or, um, have a look at it, Ben? Um, yes, I did. Uh, we did. Did you guys invest or? Um, in fact, sorry. So Magnet Capital doesn't invest in uh, any equity uh, of companies. We're a pure token company for, for liquidity purposes uh, yeah, gotcha. at the minute as we stand. Um, but we were able to get a look in personally uh, to the Yuga round and, and get some allocation there. Yeah, nice. Um, it was a it was a hefty valuation. Uh, there's no doubt about that, and I think it was at the peak of euphoria for the board API yeah. club. So who knows who knows yeah. how it'll play out. But there was a for me. Yeah, sorry, sorry go on. No, no, continue. Yeah, I was just kind of going to talk through the slide that Kurt's got up. Um, I think there's another one below as well, potentially. But essentially, you go by. Um, what they've done that I think is very clever is they've aligned their incentives almost entirely with value creation for their community. Uh, and what I mean by that is the, their, their biggest line of recurring revenue is from secondary sales of Yuga products. Uh, so every time a board ape transacts, uh, a board ape is transacted, Yuga clip the ticket for two and a half percent, and they're the creator fees that they've assigned to Yuga products. I think for other side it's five percent, um, but I don't have insight. That's probably split fifty-fifty between uh, Animoca, who they've partnered with, and Yuga. So it's probably still two and a half percent for Yuga. So they're completely incentivized to drive uh, to drive higher value for these, but also high turnover, and that will create the most uh, recurring revenue for them. And I think to date, where where that's all peachy and rosy to say, and everyone should be aligned with their investors and whatnot. But what Yuga have demonstrated is their ability to execute on that almost flawlessly um, through creation of value, through creation of law, through creation of community, through partnerships. Uh, I don't know if they've had any deliberate partnerships, but just through the growth of brand, they've been able to work with the likes of Eminem and Snoop Dogg to create that music video and I think Snoop Dogg's got a food brand which he's apes associated with and whatnot. Um, but their ability to execute and continue to drive value and grow their grow their community and their kind of ecosystem uh, has been has been something uh, something pretty special to be honest. I mean to I forget their well, their valuation uh, valuation of Yuga assets is of course, drop in line, if not more than crypto marketers drop. 
Um, but the value of the UK ecosystem assets, if you were to sum up at, at eight point in time, uh, apes, punks, sorry, not punks, uh, apes, mutants, and the Kennel Club, even prior to the other side launching, was in the multiple of billions of dollars. Um, so for them to do that in 10 months or, or nine months or whenever that kind of peak was is, is pretty, um, pretty special. Um, so in terms of their like unit economics from a company perspective, uh, they run on a very low budget, very like relative to their, their recurring revenue at least. And then they've got other mechanisms when they, as they look to, uh, grow the Yuga the Yuga world, um, they've potentially got other revenue lines from the launch of new products such as Other Side, uh, which I think netted them a, a nice a nice chunk, somewhere in the hundreds of millions of dollars. I think it was three hundred million at the time. Three, but again, three twenty. Yeah. Three twenty. Uh, and, and, and like another forty mil or something so. from Yeah. I think um I'm not sure if you mentioned you had had invested, so I'm not sure if you get any information. But there was a um there was a podcast, sorry, not a podcast. There was a discussion with Yatsu and uh, a few others, maybe like two weeks ago, um, where they were debating this, like that, the valuation figure and whether it was overpriced or not. And Yatsu mentioned that they've already surpassed um, the full year forecast uh, with with six months remaining, um, which which is pretty pretty crazy. Yeah, I mean, they've, uh, they've done phenomenally well. I think Yatsu, uh, in fact, I mean, they're very clever. They probably did hedge their uh, eight coin exposure through derivatives. Um, had they not, they, they probably wouldn't have exceeded those expectations just given price movement. Um, but my guess is they probably hedged it. Um, and then on top of that, I think other side land sales, uh, as well as board aid sales has kind of, exceeded expectations and therefore their kind of Ethereum annual recurring revenue has, has performed very strongly. Again, not sure how they hedge off the back of it. I, uh, my investment came through, through Animoca. Um, so Animoca on the cap table and basically they got, uh, as part of the round, they got $100 million allocation, $50 million of which they, uh, they, they always intended, and I think signed up to Yuga to pass on to kind of friends of Animoca. Um, so I think Animoca get the full updates, and, and as peasants that sit below Animoca, uh, don't get <laughs> don't get that much information. You still got in at least. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see if that was a good idea or a bad idea in a few years. Hopefully, a good one. Hopefully, a good one. Um, yeah, so I guess like any questions off the back of that in terms of like digital property rights or how you have done it or how other projects may have done it or where other projects may have failed relative to you or you thought. Yeah, I, I had two, two questions that actually sort of slightly different. Um, yeah, one, some more fundamental. So when you're buying, when you're, I guess, can you explain a bit more about how the, the mechanics of an NFT work, and specifically about that, I mean, what when you are transacting or you know buying and selling an NFT, what, how, how does that link to the digital artworks? Obviously, you know you're not putting your profile picture or video on chain. Like, is there a standard for how that is managed, or are there different options? How, how does can you say a bit more about how that works? Um, 
Yep, yep, yep. Very happy to. Um, please tell me if I've kind of missed uh, missed your question or missed the intent of your question. But essentially, um, there's a there's a token standard called ERC one one five five. Uh, no, sorry, seven two one. Um, ERC seven twenty one, and that's the NFT token standard. In each, uh, when an NFT project links its uh, its products, they essentially create. Uh, they launch the metadata within each specific token. So they launched, in the case of Yuga and Bored Apes, they launched 10,000 Bored Apes. Each, uh, each individual Bored Ape represents an individual token. Um, so unlike Ethereum where, where the tokens are completely fungible, um, and there's one token, for, well, sorry, there's one, um, one piece of metadata that represents all of the Ethereum tokens. Each piece of metadata in the board, in the case of NFTs, is relative to one specific token, and so that token actually does capture the characteristics of uh, of that ape, uh, and it does capture the. I don't know if IP rights are ingrained in the blockchain or if they're just um, just legalese on the Yuga website and around uh, and around that. It's probably the latter. Um, but in terms of like the representation of what that token is, that's actually represented on the blockchain in the metadata of that specific token. Uh, what happens in the external world? So, for example, um, Eminem and Snoop Dogg's video and the, the IP around that, um, that, that, of course, doesn't live on the blockchain. Um, but to the extent where Eminem or Snoop Dogg were to sell their NFT at any time in the future, uh, presumably, uh, oh, it's, a, it's a good question. It's probably more for Stephen than me, but I don't know where the, where the kind of royalties on, on future revenues from a video like that would sit when it comes to someone else owning the eight post, uh, post that back. Got it. Yeah, hitting on, yeah, so actually both okay. questions I wanted to ask. Because, um, yeah, I guess... Yeah, maybe take the Eminem video example because at the moment is I understand you know the non to it, including you know one of which I presume is a link or something that points to. I guess is that like is there a kind of standard for how that is, or how to, I I don't know I guess because at the moment. That is currently is, and then separately saying, "Oh no, actually, that NFT isn't the real one. I've created another one." Like, how is he? What 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 is out there in the world that prevents Eminem effectively operating as that central point of authority that authenticates the NFT as is as his? I guess. Does that make sense? Um, yeah. Apologies, I'm not sure if it was me uh, dropping out, um, but I think I caught most of that. Um, so I think the, I mean, the metadata and the, the, I guess the, the descriptors, the metadata, the, the information that is that, that NFT, it can be replicated. There's actually a case that's going to play out in the court of laws, uh, in the courts of law, uh, probably in the coming months. But there's a guy called Ryder Rips, or oh, that's his, his Twitter identity at least. And he created um, the RR Board Ape Yacht Club. And he essentially duplicated all of the Board Apes um, 
and, and the metadata for all of them and launched a different version of Bored Apes. Um, to the extent where even though they look the same, they, they feel the same, um, in terms of like actually identifying which ones are, are the real board apes, it's very easy because again, it lives on the, uh, it lives on this digital ledger whereby it's, it's very, uh, <laughs> I'm sure there's a more eloquent way for me to say this, but it's very transparent as to what's authentic and what is not because of the, because of the descriptors, because of the verification, because of the, uh, because of the, I guess, uh, linkages between the, the the true board ape yacht club and and the tokens that surround it. If you were to look up a, a replica version, it would be very, uh, you'd be very, if you go to Episcan. Um, the site and, and you look at the Board Ape Yacht Club, you, you'll see like, you know, if you own one of them, it'll sit within the Board Ape Yacht Club, like contract and connection, um, whereas something else would be very different. Yeah, similarly, most kind of user interfaces that you interact with will have, uh, will have verification marks for the ones that do sit within that, that contract type or those specific uh, parameters. Um, to me, it's it's almost very similar to saying if if someone had um, like a, a replica of a piece of art, it may be hard to tell because no one. I mean, the ledger may sit somewhere prior; you may not have access to that or instantaneous access to that. Whereas when you actually look at what's being created, like you can very easily look and verify what's being created within the the what's called the Yugaverse <laughs> Yuga Lab products. Um, with with the click of a button, if you know what you're doing, um, yeah, I, I don't know the exact technicalities behind it, um, but just like you can identify a fake Ethereum token pretty quickly, you you can identify a fake board uh, pretty easily as well. Got it. Um. And the second question, sorry, I'm sort of monopolized time a little bit, was getting onto that other point you were mentioning around the IP restrictions on this. Like, what exists? Like, are there, does Yuga, for example, place restrictions on what people can do with their, their tokens, for example? Like, if you wanted to, you know, use the Board 8 token in, I don't know, some way that would feel like completely contrary to what. Yuga Labs and the community stands for, or whatever. I don't know. Like, but like, are there restrictions on how you use your, you know, use your your that pick, for example? Um, not really, and I think it's very intentional that they've done that. Uh, it's a good question because I haven't really thought about any ramifications should you use your board ape in a in a nefarious manner or to kind of promote something that isn't aligned with the community. Um, but I assume it would be more so rejected by the community and to the extent where, like within the crypto ethos uh, or the true crypto ethos, there's this concept of like permissionless, um, permissionless use and, and kind of non-censorship or low censorship. And I think to the degree where if you were worsening to be censoring uses or, censoring, like, or prohibiting certain IP, um, it may be contrary to that kind of crypto ethos that may fall back into the, well, why are you better than any centralized authority that kind of allows you 
either either allows you to use a Mickey Mouse in a logo or not. Um, and you kind of fall back into that that kind of web two. There is a central authority that, that overlooks and overrides decisions that you, you may or may not want to make. Um, so it's a good question. I, I don't think I don't believe anyone to date has done anything nefarious, but uh, I, no, I mean, I'm sure it's just around the corner. <laughs> and I think it's a big reason for its success, right? Um, is that it's like so perfectly aligned with the ethos of, you know, blockchain and, and like diehard holders who are early Yuga owners and a lot of them have obviously kept it throughout the, you know, the rise. Mm. Yeah, I do think um, that kind of act of, of handing over full IP rights from day dot uh, really is what what um, what set Yuga apart from the competition allowed them to get to where they are now. Uh, I don't think it's just the apes that are particularly aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, <laughs> and it was always a big criticism of punks before Yuga acquired them as well. Um, punks holders weren't able to monetize um, and people attribute a lot of, as well, you know, the community for that versus, versus what Yuga did. Um, to, to the ability to give that, you know, IP rights to holders. Yeah, and I think where that could become super interesting is in, in this other side game uh, that they're launching, whereby if you imagine um, if you imagine Fortnite or, I, I don't play many of these games, but Fortnite or, uh, at least not anymore, <laughs> Fortnite, Warcraft or anything like that, uh, all, all kind of monetization of that largely sat within centralized entity that owns the product. Um, but if you can imagine on the other side where each plot of land has it's a different size, it's got different characteristics, it's got different uh, minerals or sediments on it, it's got uh, some have coders on them, some have artifacts on them. If you can monetize that by allowing people to come mine your land for certain artifacts or, or certain minerals, resources that they may need to promote themselves in the game, uh, it's it's something very very easy, very tangible, very quick that again just puts power back in community where historically that would have been monetizable by the uh, the central authority that creates the game. And so I guess that's like a, a more, tan well, at least in the short term, a more tangible way for most people to monetize an NFT where, uh, other than creating a whole brand behind an ape and seeing what happens, which, which could be quite difficult, or probably is difficult. Ben, <clears throat> ben I think those points around um, IP are obviously really, really interesting. Ben, I was wondering what, I guess both you and Brad think in terms of um, investing in the other side, um, and I guess the Dow investing in the other side, considering you you both have, um, have plunged into it. What are your current thoughts on it? Yeah, um, I mean, I can start and then Brad can help in, but uh, I think for me at least it's... Um, it's a it's a super interesting opportunity. I think the, the biggest unknown is that, uh, or, or really an investment in the other side is, is to me, uh, like you're backing Yuga as opposed to the product itself because there's very limited information known about the product to date. Um, what you're, I guess, what we what we'd hope uh, if 
or what one would hope if they were to invest in the other side is that you kind of you you're betting on Yuga's ability to create a uh, to create a game that's engaging, to create a game that resonates with with Web three community and kind of almost instantaneously has this captive audience that can compete with other massive multiplayer online games, uh, which which do currently generate somewhere in the in the billions, if not tens of well, the most profitable ones in the tens of billions of dollars annually. Um, and how that monetization, at least in the, in the Yuga products to date, has manifested is it's manifested largely in the holders of Yuga assets. Um, so desirability, it's, it's those that want to enter the game that need to purchase land to effectively partake in the game or, or I guess actively partake in the game as opposed to passively partake in the game. Um, so demand driven from there, but also the ability to hopefully create revenue. But I think underpinning all of that is is the belief in you get to execute on this, given the limited information that's currently uh, in the well, it's currently available. So then, um, you know, we we view Yuga as like the sort of Disney of the the Web three world in a sense, in terms of their impact. Um, that how do you weigh up, say, the other side invest? Like, if you want to invest within the Yuga Labs. Um, ecosystem uh, how would you weigh up an entry point into say the other side which is around like two and a half ETH versus like a board Ape Kennel Club which is probably still like around five or six or something I assume yeah I think um, I mean that, to me the other side at the minute is probably more attractive I think you've been very clear that board Ape Kennel Club are just these these things that they created for fun and their companions, they don't have membership rights to, to the yacht club like Lord Apps or Newton Apes do. Um, as to what their functionality is, I know there's a there's some kind of tale and uh, or law that's going to come out about them. Uh, I think it was touted for August in the pitch decks, um, which is going to be Newton Dogs versus or Mecha Dogs versus Mecha Apes or something. Mechanical dogs, so mechanical dogs versus mechanical apes or monkeys. Um, but, but again, that's yet to be seen, yet to be known. And, and I think speculative value will, will probably increase around that time uh, as law comes out. But, um, but it's largely speculative, but speculative value. Whereas I think the other side, other side deeds will have, um, I guess have more ownership or, or usage rights within the other side ecosystem and therefore it's probably net-net uh, uh, slightly safer though. Agreed. I reckon it like massively de-risks it because there's almost like a natural sort of flaw um, because of those factors. Whereas, you know, like the, the Bored Cat Club, for example, um, you know, it doesn't have, have that support behind it and I think there's a lot more risk in it falling further. Mm. Assad, jump in. Hey, yeah, I had a couple of questions. Um, so, first of all, I'm not super clear on what the other side means. Uh, so, if you could clarify what that is. And then, secondly, it sounds like um, the value that this creates is based on these really kind of interesting creatives coming in and, and building things on their platform using and creating IP. But what's to say, like, 
you know, given that the barrier to entry here is just money most of the time, what's to say that we don't just get a bunch of like fund managers buy up a bunch of board yacht clubs, not actually create the like creative IP, and then you know they're making a lot less value overall for the ecosystem. Yeah. Uh, so That's I'll it. start with the other side. Um, I'll start with the other side. I mean, the other side is a it's a game um, that the that Yuga and Animoca are creating in partnership, and and think of it like Fortnite. Um, that's all we're referencing in terms of what you're actually buying. The other side is made up at the minute of I think in total it'll be two hundred thousand plots of land. Uh, at the minute, there's a hundred thousand that have been released. Um, so those 100,000 plots of land represent the other side and, and all we kind of know at the minute is voyagers who are, who are their NFTs will be able to kind of traverse these lands and, and collect goods, interact, play games, go on quests, do missions uh, and the like. Uh, what those are, uh, again, there's very limited information out on the other side at the minute. Um, and, and kind of the information that is out there is probably vague at best. Um, so it is, a, it is a, and that's why I say it's a bet in kind of Yuga's ability to execute um, because of that kind of, I guess, vagueness when it comes to what information is publicly available there. Um, in terms of the question around board apes and, and what's stopping fund managers uh, like Magna Capital buying them and, and potentially not giving them the full IP, uh, I guess, nails that they could have. I, I mean, there's not there's not huge barriers to that occurring. Um, I think there's, at the minute at least, there's great distribution. And when it comes to the amount of board aids that are actually listed for sale, uh, it's, it's less than 10% of, uh, of the board aids in existence. Um, so less than 1,000 out of 10,000 that exist. And so I think there has been good distribution today. There has been, uh, and uh, well, there's enough people that uh, are probably holding longer term. There are enough, I think, celebrities that have started buying in and started monetizing their apes and, and creating brands around their apes. I know Jimmy Fallon kind of showcasing his ape on, the, on, his, um, on his show every now and then. And, and it was his identity on Twitter. I don't know if it still is. Um, the likes of Snoop Dogg and Eminem monetizing it, of course, for their products or, or their music videos and Snoop Dogg for, uh, uh, I think it's a food product that he has, I forget the name slips my mind. Um, so I think like a lot of these creatives are starting to do things. Timberland has a, um, a music studio and I think where, where you may see uh, people's willingness or, or lack of willingness, I should say, to part with their apes is in the case of Timberland, for example, um, he's created this music studio where the music will be created by uh, musicians, but will be represented by apes um, in all the music videos, potentially in, in, I don't know if he plans on doing live concerts with apes on screens or whatever. Um, but he's, he's taking, um, or he's requesting that he license IP off other apes instead of buying them himself. So there will be avenues for individuals to monetize their apes, I presume, without necessarily having to create their own brand, but leaning into other creatives that 
allow them to do so. Uh, a great example actually is uh, Jenkins Lavalle's who was, I think it's, I don't know if it's an individual or a collective, um, but they've created a, um, a novel. And basically, if you bought their NFT, um, you, you get voting rights on, on how that story plays out, and which apes are, are featured in it, and uh, which apes get naming rights and things like that. So again, it's just other ways that apes can be monetized. I know that Coinbase is releasing some kind of uh, feature film which is gonna which is gonna have board apes and people could I think the ticket price was ten thousand uh, dollars. so you could license your ape to Coinbase for ten thousand dollars. So I think there will be avenues where it won't necessarily be those who own the apes that necessarily want to lean in and leverage the brand and the creativity. Uh, but it could be it could be others that just want to license the apes off individuals that own them. So there can be revenue streams like that where I think regardless of who owns them, uh, creative value can be derived. Good. Thank you. Makes sense. Uh, guys, we've we've reached time there. Um, was there any any final questions that that want to be asked? Or are we happy to to wrap up there? All right, I think we can wrap up then. Ben, thanks a lot for your time, mate. Very much appreciated. Um, that was really, really insightful, I think, for, for a lot of people to understand. Um, Yuga Labs and where they sit um, within the Web3 ecosystem and how they're sort of leading the way. And I think we're, we're very lucky to have, um, have you in the community as well as an, as an actual investor in Yuga Labs too. And of course, some of your other NFTs. But that... Uh, I think that was that was really insightful. So thanks a lot, mate. Awesome. Uh, I hope that gave some some insights and thoughts. Uh, again, just all my opinions. Some people hate you, guess some people hate board apes. Uh, <laughs> very happy to be uh, proven wrong. Um, hopefully not. But uh, <laughs> yeah, any questions, either either now or later, feel free to reach out. Um, I'm very available. Thanks. Thanks, mate. Cheers, Ben. Thanks, everyone. Awesome. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining. Bye. Much appreciated. Yeah.